Is it record? Okay. G'day, Legends. Ming, Kelly, we're just talking about coming inside vaginas and now we're doing intros. Anyway, uh, g'day, Legends. Uh, welcome to uh, Worst First Dates. I don't know how intros work, but um, just letting you guys know, uh, obviously enjoy this episode, but we are available on Patreon for five bucks a year bonus content and we have some good stories in there, so get on board. Also, uh, Melbourne Fringe is coming up. My show, Bogan Genius, and Kelly's show, The Good Egg, are available. Just Good Egg. Just Kelly Fitzgerald, good egg. Good egg. Good egg. Good egg. Don't and you have a discount code? What is it? Uh, but discount code is worst. Put in worst at the cart and you can get a $10 ticket. Don't be confused uh, because there is another show called Good Egg during French because apparently they didn't notice that. That's, uh, that's fine. Good, good job, everybody. Uh, so make no, sure it's my show. They're pretty busy trying to find dishwashers yeah. and <laughs> microphones. Anyway. So, yeah, worst in uh, the cart. Only 10 bucks. Ten bucks, uh, and then also mine and Nick Kappa's uh, comedy filming special. <laughs> I'd rather you come to that than support the Fringe. <laughs> no, come to my show and come then go to, to his special, and then go to my special on Sunday the fifteenth at the Comics Lounge. It's fifteen dollars tickets. Tickets go all towards the filming cost, which is going to cost me a kidney. Uh, anyway, enjoy this episode, you bloody legends. Get on Patreon, baby. Bye. <laughs> Week, you know, because they come out weekly, we've done two pods today. So I've sweet. So, but it sounds like I've been in a relationship for a week, but it's just two hours have passed. Oh, no. <laughs> there you go. You know what I mean? So technically, I could in a week from now, I could. It could be all be over. You don't by know. The time it goes to air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's great about this pod. Is this one? Yeah. Yeah. Is that on? Am I on, everybody? Yeah, you're on. It might be something in there. I don't know. Oh, yeah. No, we're good. No, we're good. You're number three. Oh, my God. Too much much conversations early on, and I'm just like, hold it, wait. Oh, don't worry. We'll still just rock around all over again. We'll we'll go through it again. Don't worry. Save it for the pod. And this is the good warm-up for me. I'm I'm on joy this afternoon, so I'm like, I'll be all revved in. All right, mate. We all got stuff going on. Yeah. (laughs) No, we don't. That's why we podcast. No, I love it. Oh, boy. Ready? I am recording. Um, so, still in a relationship? Yeah. Well, we're going to introduce our our guest first. I'm warming up to it. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry, she's the queen of the pod. No, she's not. I'm the oracle. Anyway. No, uh, uh, well, yes. As of, I'm still currently dating, even though we technically only podcast two hours ago. <laughs> so, as it, yes. Okay. Yep. That's good. All right. Well, let's. Um. Okay. Let's. Uh, we'll introduce I, our guest then. Eh? Yeah. Do it. Yeah. So we've got uh, Joy presenter, drag queen. Uh, Very busy homo. I think I just say busy homosexual. It knocks everything out. Because <laughs> right. otherwise, my, if you're doing my resume, that's 45 minutes of the podcast. Yeah, right you now. did. What, what did your Twitter say? I do a lot. I, I think performer, procrastinator, photographer. Homo. Yeah, busy homo, <laughs> journalist. I just knock it all journalist. out. Busy homo. Yeah. Busy yeah, homo. Yeah, yeah. Dina Curie, welcome. Thank hey, you so much. How's it going? Italian? Yeah. Mate. Can't speak a word of it, so don't. Every time Bullshit. someone asks you me, the they throw. Words. I know I know the swear words. What I know my alley is big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when then people try to speak Italian to me and yeah. I'm like, no clue. And Could, then they yell at you. For though when I'm Italian. in Italy, I can speak it fluently, but when my brain doesn't have to use it at all, like I get to the airport and know there's a person that can speak English, my brain switches off. Uh, can I tell you, when I went to Italy, I'm a I terrible wog. could speak it. Like, very quickly, I picked it up yeah. to speak it, but I couldn't understand it. So I could be like, <laughs> Dove è il gabinetto? Escusa. Oh, where's the toilet? Where's the Excuse toilet? Me. There we go. I'm getting stuff. <laughs> the most exciting thing, though, when that. I was in Italy is that they have um, wine, red wine and white wine in prima-sized cartons yeah. that you can get from what? the supermarket. So in a little carton, that you know how you, you take to school little orange juice carton? Yes. They'd have that and you just get your straw and you've got wine. Better than a goon bag. I fucking love that. It's so good. Europe's so different. It's so culturally better. So much better. better. (laughs) And they get siestas in the afternoon. Like, wouldn't we be better if we had that? The siestas a great thing, but also the trust. I think think Ben Knight's got a joke about it. The trust of the alcohol. I know. And and like, they're like, yeah, you can just have alcohol whenever. Yeah. Like, it's just available. Whereas Australia can't have that. Yeah. We cannot be trusted. Too irresponsible. Well, we could not. No. You know we're too I mean? responsible. Too irresponsible. I was about to say, yeah, we're very irresponsible. So I you, could not be like as soon as I saw it, I was like, 
It's so I was like, good. what do you mean I could, I could buy a beer now? It's 8 so good. Like, yeah, yeah, if you want to buy a beer. <laughs> coffee? Like, Who needs coffee? Why would you? I was like, um, no wonder we're fu- <laughs> like in Tiki Tours are so fucked. It's because we're yeah. just a group of Australians going like, and what do you mean? They've got so much chill, which means we have zero chill. Yeah. It's- and because they're used to it, it's ingrained in the culture yeah. of like just having a one glass of red wine with lunch and then walking away. Whereas we're like, oh, no. One glass, one bottle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not walking away from shit, motherfucker. Yeah. I started this steam train. Let's go. Love it. So you're Italian. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Box Hill. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like rich I was Italians. Born here. I was born, not really. Bo- really. Is Box Hill rich? Which now it is, definitely. Yeah, now it is. Probably not. I mean, my parents do well do well for themselves, but probably yeah. not when we live there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up in Box Hill. Yeah. Born in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Not that exciting. Homo for your whole life? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always knew I was gay. Yeah. I, I um, wanted to make sure I wasn't bi. That was my, when I, I always knew I liked guys. I never, but I was like, yeah. I don't want to tell my parents I'm gay and then go, oh, no, actually, there's this chick I really like. So my only journey was to figure out whether or not I was bi. What are you interested yeah. in women? And how, did, how was that journey? Oh, what terrible, there? terrible. Um, <laughs> I dated a friend, of my, uh, a friend of mine, Michelle, who had the hots for me. We, she, we, I didn't go to a mixed school, so all boys school, all girls school, we did musicals together. Thanks, Mum and so Dad. So Catholic. It's just bloody ridiculous. <laughs> Drove me nuts. Uh, and uh, she kind of liked me and we were all friends, so we kind of dated and I realised really quickly that she was awesome, but I absolutely wasn't into girls. So then I um, told her and then eventually when I did come out and she was like, oh, my God, so that's why we never worked. And I was like, yeah, but I couldn't tell you at the age of like 13 or 14 that that was the deal. And did you try things Sexually? Oh, okay. No, not with her. Yeah, this yeah, is okay. all right. This is fun. I've done this publicly in shows before, but if my parents listen to this podcast, you might want to fast forward through. So I didn't do anything <laughs> with anyone that was a partner, but when I was um, 15, I wanted to make 100% sure. So I went to a brothel. Really? Yeah. Really? I was lucky that I didn't look 15 unless I was wearing my school uniform. Oh, so mate. I, we are pro brothel on this It's so show. good. So I was like, I want to make sure I want to be 100, 101%. Did some, uh, it's not even, it wasn't even Googling back then. Got on Netscape, tried to find <laughs> where I would go. Um, look, found somewhere, was like, sweet. Okay, and uh, saved all my pocket money and just wanted to make sure. Mm. Uh, and that was, I was like, all right, relationship-wise, I'm not getting it, but maybe it wasn't the right person, maybe it's this. So I went to a brothel, mm. explained my situation, mm. uh, went in the room with the, the girl and was like, well, she wasn't the girl, but like explained what was going on. She was really lovely. We talked a bit, tried some stuff, even took off her pants, tried some things, and she was like, she was really lovely. So I was like, okay, she's really nice. Mm. And she's like, if you're not feeling it at all, mm. you're not feeling it. And then they refused to take my money and I just had tea with her <gasps> and the madam, which I still to this day is like, I, oh, it's the lovely. beauty of sex workers is just heaven yeah. in so many ways. Because I was still like, they didn't really do anything, but I was still like, you know, thank you for your time. Thank you for your service. This was totally for my brain and oh. to explore. And they were so awesome and then refused to take my money, which was just so nice because that ma- was still their time. Tea, you know? Yeah, we had a tea and had a chat because they were like, yeah, you're ab- it, you might feel it later, but you're not feeling it now. And that was when I was like, okay, tick, I'm absolutely not by. So Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. A 15-year-old boy going to a, like, sex workers. Well, I had I started screwing guys when I was... That was my next question. Here. 12 in yeah. the public toilets of Box Hill Central. Right. On, I've, Box, done this, I've done what's, this in stand-up sets. What's, so what's I'm Box like, Hill Central? I'm, it's a shopping centre in Box Hill, like Whitehorse <gasps> Plaza there. What? And, is, well, is, it, is there a big gay community there? I don't know. I mean, it was a nice... Just the Belgrave line went through there, so it was a nice place. It's a fucking rough line. Look, back then, that, we're talking Jesus. like early 90s. Is it, is it a rough line? It is now. I don't know. But we're talking like mm. 80s, early 90s and beats. Do you know what beats are? Mm. Okay. So you know how guys have sex in public toilets? Mm. Yeah. Okay. So they're, we call them beats. Mm. And the, I mean, this was after our homosexuality was – we've gotten really serious. After homosexuality no, was – No, this so interesting. All right, awesome. It's fine. Uh, ele- it wasn't illegal anymore. But the reality was all these years, the ways in which guys would meet would either be going to bars or, you know, secret clubs or public toilets. So – it was, and I didn't plan it, but I was just at the news, news, news agent looking at a magazine of Playgirl, I think it was, whatever it's called, Play, no, Play Guy? Play Dude. Yeah, Play Girl, whichever, whichever one was the one for women, but was clearly made for men. And, um, and a guy was just looking at me and then I kind of just followed him into the toilet and then we fooled around. Awesome. Yeah. Whoa. Right, at I've 12. Got, 
Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's what, that's okay, what at my 12. Question, my, my question lining was, you know, if you're going to a brothel at 15, then I was like, well, you know you're one way. Oh, by the time I was 18, I had done everything and I was just like, oh, let's try having a relationship because I'm... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, you know, that's just when puberty's hitting. So it was like on hell for leather. It was all crazy. But... Um, have you ever made out, like, have you ever done anything with women? I made out with women, tried, you know, tried some things at the brothel, but... And I've, I'm, there have been times where I've been very attracted to women, mm. but it's just, yeah, there's, you know, the levels aren't the same. You never put dick in. I've never gone that far. Okay. I don't think I could get it hard. Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? Like if I couldn't with the, at the brothel, yeah, I don't reckon right. I could. And I'd be, even if I, I'd be too conscious of it I or I'd be thinking about worker. it too much. Oh no, they were, they were wonderful. Like having tea with them. Legend. It's just. She's it just was, like, no honey. It was no. just the nicest Ugh, experience to, it. to. Got, you know, have that. And they, they didn't know that I was underage. Must stress that. Oh, yeah, but, right. Um, I, I said I was over 18. Good Italian boy looking older. But, yeah, so <laughs> that I mean, so that whenever I do bingo, I host bingo, and whenever I do bingo gigs, I always in the first round say, uh, the next number that's coming up, that's the number I was when I first had sex. And I let the audience guess. No one ever guesses that it's 12. Then everyone laughs. Second time in the next round, everyone's shocked. By the third one, at the end of the third round of bingo, I've always got pair of people coming up to me talking to me about their kids and the, and when should I start talking to them? Yeah. And I'm like, and yeah, you, if, you, you I'm like, if you think your kids aren't having sex, just talk to your kids. Like yeah. I, I'm lucky, as nuts as this all sounds as an introduction to me, I had have really awesome parents who – Wow, that taught is... me how to know right from wrong. That's Do you know rare, what I mean? Though, so for Italian parents, I, I I have great. Well, I mean, they're still very Sex. traditional. Like if they hear this, they're going to kill me. But <laughs> it's um yeah, like they they didn't talk to me about sex, but they talked to me about knowing myself, being responsible, treating people well. Really? Yeah. Wow. So I always made sure I was as safe as I could possibly be with the mm. knowledge I had at the time. That's good. But I was also a kid that had no fucking clue what I was doing. Yeah. So that's why I always just go, if you think your kids aren't having sex or if you think your kids are too young, I was 12 years old and I was having a great time and I was still being very responsible and being very safe as much as you could be as a kid. I, but I think, it's n always yeah. just talk about it. I think even now I'm more so with access to yeah, – I mean, it's always happening er earlier than we always think. And we're like, oh, nowadays it's probably happening earlier. He always had no access to anything. You still doing but, yeah, show. exactly. But think about it. When did, you start, when did you start jerking off? Uh, and I don't even remember. I was, I mean, 12 yeah, was when I was four been. over a jet ski. <laughs> uh, it was a ute. Thank you. And uh, I, a Ford ute. I reckon my poor, and I look back now and go, my poor mum had to wash my sheets. Mm, and yes. there was a whole two year period where, when I clicked onto what was going on, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'll do my own washing, mum. Like, she knew what was going on. She's yeah. not an idiot. <laughs> but you think about Mums it, know. like, puberty hits in, you can, a breeze can go past, and your heart is a rock. So, mm. well, mum. Knew she always used to buy me a box of tissues. I reckon I've blown my nose from having an actual <laughs> runny nose about seven times in my life. I never have a runny nose. Mine my, was Mum always knew to have a box of tissues. And the I, tuna cover, and I, like yeah. my tuna cover was solid as a brick. Look, look like, it was just ridiculous. Looked like a painter's radio. Totally gross. Totally gross. It was just nuts. <laughs> a painter's radio. It's, oh, a, that's it's, an, old, it's an oldie but a goodie. Oh, um, that's so, so I mean, I was probably jerking off. It would have been primary school. Yeah. So, in theory, if I could have found something to put it in, I or, or that was available to me, yeah. I would have. And I was so excited when that opportunity kind of just came, yes. literally came my way, and was just like, "This is awesome! Like, this is so cool." My first memory of realizing I was into guys though was when I was eight years old, and it was in Tasmania, which is ironic because that was where homosexuality was illegal. Mm. And I saw like a porno with a guy on it, and was just at a news agent and just looked at that. And then my dad walked into the service station. No, I was station. Dad walked in to pay for the petrol. I panicked and just grabbed a Batman and Robin magazine and carried that, carried that with No, they didn't know. Aww. I mean, I know it will be shocking to anyone that knows me when my parents didn't know that I was gay. When I actually came out, they had no clue. Really? They had no idea, which actually surprised me. My brother and sister knew, but that was because they had found there was a band called Pansy Division from San Francisco <laughs> and I bought their CDs because I thought that's what you had to do. 
And um, my sister had found my pornos, which wasn't that hard because I, I had a lot. And <laughs> like, if you, I, I had to get a really Tripping long, over him a the really toilet. long doona to try and hide how they were higher than my mattress. Mm. So yeah, so they knew that they knew. My, my parents were completely shocked, and I think all parents are, I reckon. And what what age did you uh, come out? So I was eighteen. Um, in, it, my my deal was I just I realized when I was like I have there was one time in school where someone made a joke about asking me if I was gay and I said I wasn't but when I hit about seventeen I was like I didn't want to come out at school but I wanted mm. to make sure just because it was more bullshit like I knew what I was everything was fine I know yeah. my family loves me but who wants to deal like let's just get through high school because then there's, there's an extra three hundred and I and I changed schools in year ten. Yeah. So I was like, who wants to deal with more shit? I just want to, I, 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 and I was studying drama, media, literature, like, and, and I was coasting. So, you know, mm. I was like, who wants to deal with more crap? Let's just get through with it. So I actually came out between my maths methods exams. You know, in VC, how they were on a Friday and a Monday? I was like, I'll do it after my, <laughs> I'll do it after my exam. Are you laughing? I'm laughing because. because... What exam? Like, I mean, I haven't looked at maths in 20 years, <laughs> yeah, Brent. It's the last time I have. That trip. was the first subject I dropped when I could maths. It was the only one I, I kept because it. it was the only one that was going to give me a higher score. Like I got high distinctions in everything else or whatever it was, but not maths. But maths was the only one that bumped me up slightly. Friggin' hate school. That, that was the only thing I was good at because there's no words. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to read. But yeah, I was like after my exams and then in between my mathematics exams on the Friday night after I did the first one, mm. I was at the dinner table and went, can you pass the bread and by the way, I'm gay. Mm. Like In one just, swoop. In one fell swoop and then was just like, shit, I've done it. The ball's on this one, huh? And then and mum was like, what? And well, they were like, what? Okay. And, you know, I'm a shock tactic kind of fella. So mm. I was just driving straight in and. Blindside him. Uh, well, blindside him a little bit, but also was like, I'm good. I love you. I know you love me. We're all good. I'm just letting you know this is just another part wow, of me. Wow, what a confident kid. Well, I was raised good, but that you was, were. and I, and now I look back at it and go, how hard that must have been on my parents though, mm. to be like, everything's okay. You, you have time to process this, but everything's okay. So every time they were trying to figure something out and would want to talk to me, I, I think I was a little bit defensive. Like it was, it's confidence, but it's also comes from a place of fear. Mm. Yes. So that I just kind of shot out of the gate. And then I went to the movies with my mates and, um, Are they any of them gay? Turns out two of my best friends in high school were both gay, mm. but I didn't find that out until years later. Mm. One of them, because he kept being saying he wasn't gay, but he was on the dance floor of uh, Three Faces, mm. which is where the Emerson is now. Uh, that's uh, that's was a great, great gay nightclub. Mm. And um, I would always see him on the dance floor, but then he would always talk about girls. And eventually I just confronted him on the dance floor. And I was like, you know, I felt, I was, I felt hurt. Mm. But then... My other mate, he would go out to gay bars with his uni friends and whatever they, they would see me, he would freak out. Mm. And they thought I had treated him like shit or was an asshole or was an ex-boyfriend. Mm. So right. one po at his 20th or 21st or something, they started having a go at me and that was when I, re I was told that he was gay and I was like, what? I had mm. no idea. So ironically, my two best friends in high school were also gay. I mean, wouldn't that be great if you just were like, we're all in this together? Yeah, you know, right? Right? it would have been but, a great thing to go through, but you, you realize at different times. I mean, back now and now hard. there's great organizations like Minus 18. Kids have so many awesome support groups. There's so much more information and awareness. Schools, I mean, the Safe Schools program has been buggered off, but schools are really wanting to understand and learn. So there's more there now than there ever was. But yeah, how awesome would it have been if your two best mates would have also yeah. been gay? And you then know, I probably wouldn't have gone to beat so much and I would have just gone and hung out with them. Yeah, you, <laughs> you know, you talk about like safe schools. What's, what I find interesting about that whole – because safe schools is about just an education program about teaching they kids. Do they scrap that, by it's the way? It's not even that. So it, it, it's, it's basically guy, like in booklets, guidelines for the teachers. Yeah. Like it's for the teachers to understand what to do and they get – and if there is a – in a situation where there is a kid who um, – is transgender or gender diverse yeah. or uh, – and and this came out of the schools. A lot of my teacher friends, they don't know what to say. They don't know what to do. And they keep them. asking for help. Yeah. And this was to give them help, yeah. to get, help the school in how to navigate whatever is right for the kid. Right. And it got completely blown out of proportion. Completely the from that right side. But what so, annoys so me did, about did, it – they, Did they scrap it is what I – have they removed it? Is there still it, something in place? It's back and forth, I yeah, think. Yeah, it's back and forth. It, it has it, – it, it's been removed to a certain degree. Uh, other states have changed what it is. It's mm. so <laughs> you can some edit. schools use it, some yeah. don't, kind of thing. This is going to come out in two weeks, right? 
Yeah. So a, a big example, last night, I know you can cut this out, whatever, but last night when we were recording, the um, bill came through for birth certificate reform so that trans people now, their birth certificates can be the gender they are and not the gender they were born with. Mm. Yeah. And what was awesome was in the whole talking of the bill, there were all these questions being put to one of the people who's the experts, I can't remember who. And it was like, what is this going to mean for sporting groups with a person with an unfair advantage? And all she Mm. kept saying is, that's outside of the scope of the bill. The bill's just about giving people the right to have their birth certificate, have their identity. Mm. When Safe Schools got into Parliament, that is not the... All this commentary about stuff that was going on... We've gotten so serious. All this conversation about stuff that was going on was... um, had nothing to do with the Safe Schools program, but mm. it needed someone to say that has nothing to do with the program. But we were in a place of it was pre, pre same sex marriage uh, equality, uh, marriage equality, mm. pre all of that. So it was just well, fear mongering. Well, that's the argument is like, yeah. how do we distract? He goes, no, no, this is just a birth certificate thing. What about sports? Yeah, that's got nothing to do with common sports. S- and it's and it's that and funny thing where it's just it, common sense. It's and obviously, yeah, it's it's going to come down to common sense. Obviously, yeah. if you know what I mean, if I chose to. Uh, change uh, my my gender it doesn't mean i yeah. can automatically go and compete in the exactly. olympics or something it doesn't yeah. work that way you know it's what just, i mean it's it's just weird and with that with safe schools there was just this like trans kids and gender diverse kids were thrown under the bus in such a massive way horrible and way they're the ones it's that need the massive, most help yeah. and most support because yeah, they're going yeah. through a fucking well, tough time yeah exactly so it was just nuts and and it's so frustrating because it was actually it's a program that was years of work was put into it yeah. and the teachers want it like teachers because want it so even, bad. Even, I mean, I struggle to navigate it and I'm quite, you know, on top of things. But I, but if there was something, you know, for a teacher, like how do we react? I mean, imagine having and teachers, 30 like kids you spend, in front of you. You spend more time with your teachers than you do with your with parents. Your parents. Yeah. yeah. What really annoyed me about that whole time was, was still, and it still annoys me if you go to any like Facebook groups and stuff, like – why can't you just let kids be kids? Oh, I know. It's let nuts. kids be kids. It's like, yeah, you know but what? what happens when the kid wants to, you know what I mean? The yeah, kid does want to They don't be. understand. Yeah, they yeah. are letting kids be kids. They're letting the yeah. kids speak for themselves. It's amazing. It's a, uh, but that's it, a parent that is completely disconnected from their kids. Or a, pers- a person that just doesn't want to see it. And no. and if you don't want to see it, you don't want to see it. We're just lucky that there's so many parents and so mm. many organisations and so many people that help give space for kids and for people to be able to advocate for themselves. We're I, so lucky. I was in, uh, had an interesting chat with the, the psychologist that I see, and she goes, "There's nothing more interesting than a kid because a kid, like a baby, when a baby comes out, it doesn't it doesn't give a shit if it's fat or how it looks. It has no nah. no none of this outside pressures. When we get to an age of thirty, we're like, oh, we're kind of like molded yeah. and bashed into it. But a, a child knows who it is, what it is, mm. yeah. What what? So that's all. I was like, oh, and that was a great eye opener for me because I mean, obviously, if a young kid says, "Hey, I'm." This gender, it's you know, to me, it's still a new. new I, I've been new working world. in the community and a part of it for years, and it's still, yeah. you know, because it's 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 hard because I'm I'm cisgendered, I'm male, I'm gay. It's it's about their narrative, and you yeah. just got to listen, take it on board, and then figure and, it out. And that's why when she said this thing about kids not knowing who they were, knowing knowing who they are, and I was like, oh yeah, because when you do talk to like they not like they not, I was like, but let's say that's about, the, I knew the, who I was yeah, at eight. Exactly, I knew mm. what what I liked so at, I and explored it. At I 12, also like, see the thing is I was like, and it's also I mean. This is, you know, I knew that I was straight at that young age as well, and I yeah. knew that I was Brett. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So for me, then I go, I just got to go, oh, yeah, that makes total sense for anyone else. And so that's why I was like, mm. to me, when she said it that way, I was, yeah, because it's it is totally. a new world, you know, and, it's yeah. a, and it was, it's something I, maybe I'm not articulating it correctly. No, I think but you're it's, nailing it perfectly. But it was also, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, fuck yeah, kids yeah. do know. Yeah. You know it's, what I mean? It, exactly. That's exactly the, it. The parents and the other uh, people around it, that's the fucking problem. Yeah, yeah. The kids know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, anyway, boy. it was an interesting chat. No, by, no, no. By talking about something with a psychologist, it made me go, I said, hey, this is just a random ch- uh, chat now. But I was like, oh, this has just really opened me up to a new way of thinking. You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. to me, when a, if a, a young, you know, a part of me goes, oh, you're too young to know. But I always knew it. Eight. Yeah. So I was like, then why wouldn't they? Exactly. You know, it's yeah. real sad. Yeah. My sister is a uh, teacher at an all-girls school. And I was like, because I was talking about this kind of stuff one day. And I'm like, it must be really easy now for a, for a girl to identify as being a lesbian at an all-girls school. Because, you know, it's so, everything's kind of, and she was like, oh, my God. She was like, absolutely not. Yeah. She's like, if there was a girl who was a lesbian 
today at her school, she would be bullied. Oh, no. So fucking badly. Yeah. And it broke my heart to hear that. I'm like, but why? Why is that? And she's like, because it's just girls are just like, it's just, it hasn't hit it's, them yet this, to fucking be open. In, it's this ingrained thing, though. I think it's a cultural thing. It's just, it, it's, it's shit that we've just got to wean it out generationally and hope that climate war change doesn't fuck us up. Yeah. Like it's 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 getting better each and every time. It's, but the, it's like racism yeah. and things like that. It's slowly, we're slowly through generations. Slowly but out. surely. But also it's just that whole thing where you don't know what you don't know. So some people just react the way they react. Yeah. Because it, I don't everyone know. needs to be, be allowed to fuck up and then learn from it. There must be lesbians at school that can't come out because they know they're going to be bullied. I mean, I did all of high school, and it was known that I was gay at high school. All yeah. of high, you know, I, no one at high school was shocked when I came out. And the other, other part that's hard is you're like, oh, we're gonna bet, you know, try and stop bullying and things like that, mm. which I think is a fucking great thing. But yeah. you also got to remember, you're also dealing with a juvenile mind. Yeah, and you also know what with I mean? kids, bullies are. Bullies may victimise other people, but they are victims of something else as well. So it's it's combating the whole thing. When I was in high school, there was a girl who was a big... complex. It's it's almost like it's a complex. (laughs) It it is complex. It's massive. There was a girl that was a massive bully, and luckily she never bullied me, but she was short, majorly butch, would totally get into like fist fights and stuff and would always be like, that fucking lesbian, I'm going to fucking kill her. She was that girl, right? Yep, yep. Of course now, massive homo. Yeah. Of course, but like made people's yeah. lives fucking well, shit. But everyone, everyone her. deals how, with things however they can deal. Ugh. If they can learn from it, though, that's like it's it, everyone fucks up. It's where you yeah. what you do with it that matters. Because we've all we've I've done things to people that I would love to take back. We've I, all you know, up. we've all fucked up. So it's it's that, mm. as long as you can learn from it. Well, she didn't because. Ah. Uh, well, <laughs> I, did, I love this as a comeback story though. Because so so at our my ten year reunion this year is my twenty year reunion I will not be going but at my ten year reunion she was there and then you know people having a few drinks it was in the staff like the staff room you know like hey whatever yeah didn't even go to a nice place. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was like right? in the staff room with a couple of a couple of drinks elves. and you're like yeah yeah, yeah. It's basically the same <laughs> as school and then people and then afterwards people were like oh should we go to um, you know, let's go to Lucky Break. Let's go to the commercial hotel back in Werribee, right? So everyone was talking about where we're going and I saw her. She'd had a few drinks. So this is the butch one. To to a girl, she yelled out to a girl who, you know, was not one of the popular girls, blah, 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 yeah. like walking to a car or whatever. She was like, whoa, you look at you, you fucking idiot. Ha <laughs> ha, like her old bully way came back came back in yeah. as an adult. You just saw her yell at her. And then the girl she yelled at, she turned around and went, are you fucking kidding me? We're adults. She's like, I'm an adult now. You can't speak to me like that anymore. And she's like, oh, yeah, come over here. She's like, I will fucking break your arm now. <laughs> Isn't that's that And it was perfect. And that's but it's, perfect. See, I found it was the other way around with boys' schools where the guys that were bullies when we were kids at the reunion were like, sorry. Oh, you know, so it, it flipped the other way around where it was just like, yeah, we, we were shit. And then everyone just got on with drinking. Yeah, I reckon there was stages in my primary school. I wouldn't say I was a bully, but there was parts of me I didn't like. I was always a smart ass. Yeah. And I would yeah. go for the laugh. I'm shocked. Yeah, yeah, I know. So I'd go for the laugh, but I wouldn't I would always get into fights defending weaker people. Okay. That's so cool. I would get into a lot of fights, yeah. but not f- like for me going, "Let's go." Yeah. Type of thing. But also I reckon there uh, there was a few people I was probably a, a little bit verbally Fuck too. We all, and we all, I think when you're all, growing up, you yeah. all, it's shit, but everyone steps on someone to make themselves figure out their way. Yes. And you've just, yeah. it's, it's, it's that you can be aware of it. Yeah. And I think that's the good, the good level of thing is like now I'm more conscious about how I fucking speak to people. And cause I'm yeah. still sometimes yeah. like I'll, I can see a joke and I sometimes go for the joke, mm. but I go, Oh no! You got to rem- like I'll sometimes jump out of it and just mm. go. Oh, that's gonna fucking really hurt their feelings. Yeah, but so, and it's hard with humor sometimes. It's just you've got I to know. give it. You, if you screw up, you screw up. Yeah, you know yeah. it can it can land so many different ways. You've just got to do the best you can. I know, but that's why it's kind of good working with comedians because essentially when we're all together, it's all on the same level, so yeah. we can just essentially yeah. bully. <laughs> with free reign and it's coming back and at you just as hard. Yeah. So you're like, it's fun. You know so what I mean? I found that in my older age now, um, uh, and maybe this is why people are supposed to have kids by now because then you can be focused on other things, right, because I'm not. No. But I do notice that sometimes if I'm getting served by someone and it's terrible service, I am that, 
Like I am the white girl who's like, I want to speak to the manager. Because I'm getting mad. I'm getting real mad, real easy I these used days. to be that. Now I just go, what's your problem? I mean, <laughs> But I mean it in like yeah. the absolute yeah. fuckery. Like call the store. Do you have it? We'll put it aside. Get there. Oh, in I an haven't extreme put it aside. scenario. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, but like, I don't, no, but I haven't even, I don't even say anything then. I've like emailed their head office to tell them what the fuck has happened. I did that I once. So I felt like such an asshole. I did that once with KFC where they just screwed. I was having a. Dude, I, I get it. I was I going totally from one it. thing to the next. It's Wednesdays are my busy day. I go from doing the radio to trivia, running around like crazy. Mm. Got my KFC and I'm very, very specific. I don't eat chicken off a bone. I'm a nuggets man all the way. Yes. And Chicken got, off a bone. What's what's your problem? I, I, I can't. It remind, I tried to be a vegetarian when I was a kid, um, and realised I don't like vegetables. So I ate a lot of bread for about a month and a half, and then fainted a lot. So, ah. but it stuck with me that the animal is always there. So I'm a fillet kind of person. Okay. Like, just it reminds me too much that I'm gnawing the bone of an animal. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, and then I got to the trivia, and I had I'd asked for a large ten nugget combo, and I had a small chips, a small drink. And 10 chicken wings. And I cracked it. was having one of those days. I cracked it. I emailed my complaint. The next day, get a call from KFC. We're so sorry. The store, we're sorry this has happened. Mm. We're giving you the. And I felt like I'm, I've never reclaimed. They've given me the money back and I can go and get a new one. I've mm. never used it. I feel like such a dickhead. I can't. I just oh, can't. I'm a big fan of a, like a comp- I love a complaint. Like if you fuck something up, I mm. will let you know. But. I don't want the the person who's done it. I don't give a fuck about. It's the company. You know mm. what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, you've yeah. obviously, mm. you know what I mean? Like so if, like Uber Eats or some mm. shit comes, it comes to oh, me it's cold. The, yeah, shit. I'm with that on that. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, no, it's the company. Yeah. It's a cut, like you know, you want to d- claim that you can do this service, but that was the person you that can't called me was so the person who served me, uh, and I was like, I'm such an asshole. I'm so sorry. See, I was, that would I was yeah. having a shit day. That's poor form. Because then I'm like, you know, you, you're working at KFC. You're, you must Can hate Can I give you one of those, though? I had an Uber Eats, right? And it was a woman in a car, right? No, sorry, it was a woman on a bike. And then uh, they were like, they called me because they couldn't find me. And it was a man that called me. Now, the actual Uber Eats was a woman on a bike. And he's like, oh, yeah, where are you? And I'm like, I'm standing out front of my house. I don't know where you are. <sighs> And then they were somewhere else. Like it was just – and by the time I got my food, they no, there was no drink and it was so cold. I got my refund. Yeah. But I also but had to say – refund so much shit. But also there's a safety thing as well because uh, you, you're yeah. expecting a, a woman and there's like a guy going coming out the front. And like, I said that to him. I said – I was like, oh, are you my Uber? And he went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like annoyed. He's like, we can't find you. He's like, you have to stand in front of your house. And I'm like – Where's the it's woman? This door to door. Yeah, this is my. Th- I make them come. So I make them come to the door. But there was a woman. There was a woman. Where was the woman? If I wanted to, it's crazy. If I wanted to go out and get food, I would have done it. Yeah. And I'm like, and I've got one of those buzzers where you've got to use. You can't just put in the number and hit the bell. Yeah. You've got to arrow up till it shows the apartment number, so everyone gets it wrong. But I'm just like, for love nor money, mm. I did not. I'm not paying five dollars extra to leave my house. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing I know, is, that gotta, really if they're privileged. on a bike, they can't. They've got to like lock up the bike. It's a whole thing. No, no, but that's, I know. It's, but then don't. Then just say then the Uber needs to say then it's to the front of the fucking. But door. Uber doesn't. It still screws over the drivers. So this that's why I, mean, yeah, I know yeah. I'm being a it's, bit of. Don't an even ass. use Uber. Like I've been using the, like all the other ones. Yeah. Just because Uber is like a sexual harassment. Fucking I heard they're like in really? Silicon Valley, they're like it's real like Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, they're like. real bad people. So I would. I don't. Yeah. Just avoid. Just avoid Uber. Anyway, drag queen. Yes. What is – you said you were a drag queen. What's your drag name? My drag name is Frock Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing – Tell me everything. Three people, or four years I've been doing drag. People don't know that that's based on Rock Hudson. Yes. Um, See, I didn't know. So who's Rock Hudson? So Rock Hudson was a movie star from the 50s and 60s, like Doris Day-ish. Yeah. Um, and he died of AIDS. Yeah, he died of, <laughs> he died of AIDS. He, and he was there was like big scandal. He was on Dynasty for a little bit. And yeah. and this, the week or two weeks into it coming out that he was HIV positive was mm. he had a kissing scene with the lead actress and there mm. was all drama because no one knew. That was when it was grid, not AIDS. So no one knew how it was transmitted. Mm. So she was like freaking out. Everyone was like no she one was knew. the star and no one knew. Yeah. She might have it, and it was all full on. Yeah, but I and also he was one of the most handsome men in Hollywood. Gorgeous, gorgeous. and the yeah. fact that he could be gay was traumatizing to yeah. Hollywood Huge. because he was too handsome to be gay. Yeah. and you only died of AIDS if you were gay. There's so many. Yeah, oh, it's, it's so good. Huge. So yeah, I um. I Frock decided, Hudson. yeah. Well, I was, so let's good. face it. I was I was heading towards my forties, and I was like, "All right, um, 
You went, you've gone backwards because when you were 12, you looked 18. <laughs> and and yeah, now you're like, what? goes the other way around. So I was getting older. I was getting fatter. And you I'm look 40, younger. I'm 41 now. Okay. Yeah. So getting older, I was getting fatter. And I'm like, hmm. all right, great. Comedy, cabaret, comedian, getting gigs. But I don't want to be just, I'm never really quite hitting the ceiling. And maybe because I do too many things so no one knows where to put me. Mm. But I was like, um, I need to do something. I'm, my beard's going, my, my sideburns are going grey. Mm. What am I going to do? I'll add a bit of drag in. So mm. I'm just like, let's. So I call Frock my queer alter ego. And that way <laughs> I can disguise my fatness a little bit mm. and I can colour my beard with some makeup so that I'm not just mm. another fat gay cabaret singer. Mm. And I fucking love it. Like, and I, because I, I started to have the performing gigs mm. dropping off. So this was my little reinvigoration. The irony was that the minute that happened, the gigs didn't drop off. Like, so I get as many gigs as me as I do as Frock. And oh. it's a little bit exhausting. So it's great, but it's just like, okay, okay, great. And it's, but it's so much fun. You wear heels? Not well. Oh, fuck. Come I have on, one mate. pair. Jesus. Frock, frock is, is happily wears, I have a Wonder Woman dress and I wear Wonder Woman Converse. Whoa. Con- I, Converse <laughs> all the way. And you know what? You want to like, be comfortable. If you don't like it, hire another drag queen. That's yeah. it. Like, I, ah. I just go, I, I love it. It's good fun. I also say frock. People can call frock a she, a he, a they. I don't care as long as they treat me pay. well. So when I premiered frock, <laughs> when recently, they pay. well, exactly. That's hard enough nine mm. out of ten times. Um, when I premiered frock, it was uh, so I was in a rubber tuxedo in spat shoes, and it was like a shorts tuxedo. So short, um, it was great, Jesus and a, a blue wig standing on in. And I, I had no idea what frock was going to be, and I just kind of a drag queen was getting rid of some stuff, and I was like, yeah, I'll buy that wig for. Whatever, and I thought it was in good condition. It was a piece of shit, but um, got it all fixed up. And yeah, so there you go. Mm-hmm. And, and I started just playing around with it, and it's so much fun. And what do you do? Do you, do you lip sync or do you sing? I I have one lip sync number, and I'm growing on it. I have a lip sync number where I'm Mrs. Slocum from Are You Being Served, ha. and I have a bit of a mashup where I just put my pussy in pop songs, oh. and the rest of it is singing live or hosting Great. and doing Great. events. You just say my pussy, yeah, yeah. my you know, pussy, Mrs. Slocum, my pussy. Oh yeah. 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 So I've just taken pop songs and replaced like my boyfriend with my pussy or something like that. It's I'm great. already in. I yeah, love it. It's great. It's the best, man. My pussy brings all the boys to the yard. It's great. <laughs> love it. <laughs> but I'm get, yeah, I there I'm there are too many awesome gender illusionists that do awesome mm. numbers on their own. And I'm like, I'm gonna let them do what they do and I'm just putting another feather in my cap because what they do is amazing. And if I try to emulate it, then I'll take away from what I already do. So I just add a few more things Drag in. Drag is so Big. Makeup like, is hard. Yeah, but also Dude. like yeah. There's so I, many I, different. I don't get yeah. makeup. Like when I see mm. it being done, I'm like, what you've got to you've got to flatten your face and carve your face out. And I'm lucky and then you sculpt, that I and it has to be even. Yeah, yeah. I'm lucky that I can get by on performing at a higher level. My makeup is shit. Mm. I you, when my makeup looks good <laughs> in photos, it's because I've paid someone to do it. I have like three people that I use. Yeah, right. And mm. when I do it, it's okay. It's yeah. it's I'm not it's I, I've always got one eyebrow that's wrong. It's it's all right, but and the trick is to just do it a lot so you learn. And yeah. I really should start that one day. But I think, but also because with drag, even you just watch like Drag Race and see like the different kind of drag because oh, there's, there's, so, there's the fish drag, yeah. but then there is the absurd drag, like someone like Bob the Drag Queen. You know, big black guy whose makeup skills weren't that great, but would be dancing around with no tuck. Yeah, it is. Like it, well, I don't hand. either. I don't tuck. Like, you don't tuck? You're dreaming. No, I, I have like. It'd be the, uncomfortable to tuck, wouldn't it? I, I don't I've never tried. I'm like, I. I've done a tuck as a, once as a joke to do a mangina. And I, <laughs> yeah, but and imagine keeping that in with tape and a pair of tights for. No, it's uncomfortable. Hours. Yeah. yeah. Just and let it these out. performers do it, and some of them do I the mean, splits, and it's insane. They do the splits oh, they do while splits. they splits. Yeah, while tucked, it blows my mind. So yeah, like I, I drag is diverse and drag is great, and it's a whole lot of fun. Like it's great now that we're in a space where we've got great comedians like the Grannies from Granny Bingo doing Dude, Granny comedy stand-up. So much fun is one of the funniest things I've ever been to at uh, the eighty-six. Yep, yep, yep. First Monday of the month. And it's um, you know bingo? you know the Granny oh, Bingo guys, Edith, Edith Vale and Maureen McKillicuddy and Caroline Springs. They're three great comedians, and um, they have created older versions of themselves. And they're racist, you know, homophobic. They're, like they're they're that that satirical Granny yes, type thing. Yes. and they are hilarious, and it's so much fun. They have a song. Um, and they're also lovely people. What was the song like? We like Chinese. 
things and it's fit, like everything about it is like only they could get away with inappropriate it. to the nth degree but really, so really entertaining and so much fun they, and their bingo. comedy is great right. and then they just do bingo it's it's brilliant and it's you win really a awesome. meat tray at the end but that's what I mean isn't it great that we've got drag that can be that drag that can be performers fishy could be gold drag, that, drag and burlesque are, are really stepping up as well it's fantastic I think it's like the one thing that what hurt burlesque is um, that a lot of people tried to do it and I feel like that. Burlesque is hard. Burlesque is, I mean. is really, being, really hard. Being to a, a person who's been to many fringes. Yeah. When you see it done well, you're like. That was incredible. Yeah. But then you go see another show and then you go. Fucking hell. So and they've I ruined was, it. All, yeah, they ruined well, it. It's like, it's like a, a bad comedian. I was yeah. a part of a show recently called Bearlesque, and it was from a, um, a <laughs> great friend drag performer of mine, Lisa Mann, and uh, she put a call out going, we, let's do a body positive show for bigger fellas to learn burlesque. <laughs> and and we the love, uh, lovely Raven, who's an amazing burlesque performer, took us through some classes and, and workshopped with us what to do. And we were like, okay, so we're going to put this show on knowing full well this is not high art burlesque. Like we're just giving mm. it a go and trying to do it well just and hoping trying to live people out respond. There. The response was amazing. Mm. Like it was so amazing. And just giving us that chance, it was so brilliant. Yeah. And we had such a ball. So we're doing it again this year and doing it again next year. It's That's great. Awesome. But it's that whole thing of when you create that space for people to learn mm. and when you go, it's okay, burlesque is hard. You're not going to be amazing. But it's, it's also like anything, like, you know what I mean? It's like comedy. It's like anything. You need to start somewhere. Exactly. No one starts out at 10. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So. But half the guys don't even want to be performers. They just wanted to – they never thought they'd do something like this, so they gave it a burl. Yeah. So much fun. Uh, but I'm gosh. never uh, envious when you go backstage and you're sharing with, like, like uh, someone who's in drag or doing burlesque, you're like, oh, man, this is you got to get here three hours before. Yeah. You know what I mean? To get yourself ready. To get yourself, I'm, I'm just rocking you up. You rock up like, in a dirty T-shirt and shorts. Just and smell you're like, my armpit. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that stinks. <laughs> like, I, I could fix it, but I won't. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The, the art form is amazing. Yeah. There's it, so much work goes into it. Mm. So but it's much. fun. It yeah. is really fun when you when you create that character and you present it and when you get it right and you put the work into how you're gonna look, it's it's friggin' awesome. Yeah. Have you felt any pushback? Um like, I'm I'm very outgoing, I'm very car? straightforward. Oh, there's always uh, you'll always have the drunk girls trying to grab your wig and I just slap really? them. I just slap them in the face. Really? I, I, you know, I'm like, no, no, no. If you're going to, there's imagine. that and everything. I did a, um, a, a cruise to Dark Mofo this year. And, you know, when when people are off their face and drunk and they're just wanting to get your attention, they just grab. And I'm like, nah, you know, there's, there's a way to be respectful. Wait a second. Wait a second. Tanya, come yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. No, come no, no. Oh, I want a photo. I want a photo. And I'm like, no, that's okay. It. Yeah. And, and it's just because they're pissed. And sometimes you get, and I have some of my drag friends that I, before I was doing drag, I would drive them to their gigs because they didn't mm. want to, you know, be getting the tram or whatever. Mm. I I just do it. I'm like, the worst thing that happens is someone thinks it's weird. Not my yeah. problem. If they think it's freakish, I'm like, I, it's comfortable. And also, you're a big boy. So if someone yeah. tried to go, that, well, no fuck it. No one's yeah. fucking with you. I'm a solid fella. So when my, that's where my parents actually, when I told them that I was gay, they were like, we're worried you're going to get beaten up. And I'm like, look at the size of me. If I'm going to get beaten up, I'm going to at least take one or two of them with me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's that same kind of thing that, you know, like, a, you know, I'm I'm a solid fella. So it's like. Bring. You might get the best of me, but one of these is going to die Yeah, one tonight. of you is going to be going with me as well. <laughs> yeah. So I. You will win, but one of you will be coming. And I'm one of those people mm-hmm. as well that if I walk into a space that I don't know, and if I don't feel comfortable, I stand in the middle of the room oh. where the light is. I don't stand around the edges. And I don't know why. I just wow. think I hit that point where I was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And I feel just as uncomfortable as everyone else, but I stand in the middle of the room. That's just how I roll. That's oh, great. Fucking Own it. The fucking confidence. Jeez. Or just if I've got – if I. <laughs> If I'm going to be shit scared, I may as well just be shit scared in the middle of the room. Do you know what I mean? It's I don't know. I I've got more options to run. If you're against yeah. the wall, I'm always like, yeah. get, get the back off the wall. You're more yeah, I'm like, stand in the middle of the room. Have you? Did you? Did you? Did you face any adversity in terms of being like gay or anything? Yeah, like that? I like, mean, there there are some people who aren't okay with it. Some, um, I some of my family members. <gasps> no, just because they're all they're they're wogs, so yeah, it's not that they're not okay you. with it. They're never going to get it, and that's okay. No. You know, they love me, but it's something that they're just not – for their generation, they're not going to get their head around. So I'm, I just go, all right. I remember when um, the marriage equality passed and uh, one of my – and this is like a cousin who was born here, whose parents were born here, but still has like an old Italian, you know, crazy like thought about things yeah. and was like, 
fine, they can have their marriage, but do they have to make the radio stations gay? That was his uh, Facebook um, update. What does that mean? Because because I think Fox FM that day played Fox FM all day played like Celebration, Kylie. <laughs> like it was just the best. I mean, but it was I love the best. that what's considered gay music, ninety yeah. percent of that isn't even by queer people. Like it's yeah. just yeah. it's just poppy but music was, by straight people. That is so like I mean fun? that is wildly <laughs> uh, by far one of the funniest things I've ever heard. I reckon you could like, make a number whole... one like like you're listening to shit like just change your station. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His, his only problem, problem is solved. mate. You fucked Nova up for me. Yeah. No, wasn't even Nova. Fuck you know, who are just playing <laughs> One Direction every 20 minutes and you're not okay with it. But like, yeah. but just, and then he put it on Facebook and um, there was, it was but just really funny. someone sat down and wrote that is yeah. great. You Which know what I, I mean? Love. And not, and just went, yep, that's fine. And he got like a text. So, so other cousins of ours, he, they were like, man, used to look up to you. Can't believe you're showing yourself to be this like, Homophobic weirdo. Extreme though. Yeah, and it's like I'm allowed my opinion. Like it just, oh mate, for Stukas, the best just blew up. But this is the nightmare of online as well. Like you put it online and it goes round and round in circles. And and when you put shit online, you you have to defend it to the like I I deal with a lot of stuff online. And when one person is offended, I'm like, just because you're offended doesn't mean I have to take on board your offense. Just because you interpret what I'm saying is this, I'm saying this. Yeah, but that's how I feel. And I'm like, oh, it's from a lot of different things, like from everything that I do or businesses that I do. What's the biggest thing? There you go. It's within the queer community. There is no, there's no way you can put stuff up and not offend someone. Yeah. And sometimes when you put really honest posts out there that are reflective of what's really going on, mm. people t- demand it gets taken down because they don't feel comfortable. And you're like, you shouldn't feel comfortable. Mm. That's the point of that was to not make you feel comfortable. Session. The point of that was to own the fact that sometimes things are shit, mm. and we've got to own it. But if you some and sometimes you put up a post that just doesn't land the right way, like we're doing stand up, and you've just got to go with. It. But the thing with social media is that it's amazing how much mm. a situation can be completely dissected and translated cool. on social media mm. and it's not even what actually happened. Mm. It's interesting that we brought this up because I had an issue with a, an actor mm. at our fringe venue, which Oof. I was unaware of the show and I'm not going to go into too much details because it's already been, yeah. I think. In the know, papers and everything, yeah. Yeah. Um, which was at my venue, and I just I didn't even look at the bio to be honest. I thought if it was okay with Fringe, then it's okay with you know what I mean. And I didn't see the the campaigns around it and all this stuff. Um, and obviously, once discussing with her what the show was, I said absolutely you cannot do that. Um, but the other side of it, it was the the people going online, and then it went from you can't do this, and I was like, and because that's a f- offensive which it absolutely is and i agree with him but then all these people who were so left and making sure everyone was fine had no problem being the world's biggest bullies my problem with it was with that whole scenario is the fact that if if someone had seen the show and said it's this yeah that would be a different story but before you've seen it how can you make a judgment on it my first comedy festival show was called gina curie presents who needs a vagina anyway dot 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 the poster was my head on the, it was a cabaret, my head on the body of a beautiful friend of mine with a very voluptuous body. And the entire show was actually an ode to women. Yeah. And the premise was I wake up hungover in a dress of my former lovers and it was all full of female songs. And even in the description, it was all about a man trying to get in touch with his internal vagina. I, you know, and I'm like, it's my first comedy festival show. There's a little bit of um, shock factor there, but it was all... And the show was very well received. But before it opened, mm. it was boycotted mm. by a lesbian group. Um, a, re- review, a review was written about it, slamming it for what it was, even though I hadn't done a preview yet, so no one had seen what <laughs> it Could you review a show? That- um, there was boycott. It was so much stuff. And every yeah. single time it was because whenever something was written about it, it was with an exclamation point. And I had to keep going, it's not with a question mark. It's I understand mm. it can be offensive, but look at what it is. I Everyone that shouted online at me, I offered them free tickets to the show. On the last night, two women came. Mm. Who, and they were, and, and they, the people that were complaining were lesbians. Two women came and said, that was really great. It was nothing like we thought it was. But before I put my show on, there was press put in about it, about how it should be taken down. That I was worried on the fir- my first night that I was going to rock up and people would be throwing things at me mm. or something. None yeah. of that happened. But it's that whole thing where... People, it's like I'm saying, people can make mistakes and do whatever, but until you see the work, you mm. can't make judgments about it. And and no. I was disappointed to see so many artists sign 
boycotts in regards to that where there's well, assumptions? There was a, assumptions about this particular one and there wasn't a lot of bullying going on full on where people didn't actually know and based on the bio and the photo, it's kind of... But I, once... I can see why they were upset. Yeah, of course. That's what Absolutely. I'm saying. I, I 100% can see why. And I'm kind of like, it is kind of not the best. But then upon uh, investigating further, I found out there it was 110% a reason for cancellation. Cool. Yeah. And, and, and But and, the thing is, I bothered, asked, but I bothered, to, I bothered to, yeah. I mean, obviously I had to. Because there was video to. as well. That well, I, I never saw, we never we saw, we saw never the video. Saw the no. video. And, and the, the thing is also, because Fringe, you know, if you look at the Fringe site, there's so many questions to get through and so yeah. many hurdles. And then uh, to me, I was like, and also I'm fucking dyslexic no, as fuck, so I don't read the bio. And it, so it came through. Totally. And then I was like, I was just, I was like, can you just let, it was so, it was just this big swarm, but no one bothered to ring her. Yeah. So I rang her and I said, what and is asked. it? Because, I mean, this could be anything. You yeah. could be, you know, it's, and it turns out it, it wasn't. It wasn't what I was hoping but the she, answer was. It wasn't with Venom. She just, just missed, but missed the mark. It was a shame how much it was attacked online and constantly. And and when you're online, you can do the clicks and you can see people reconstituting the same arguments from something that they've seen. And I'm a firm and being working in the media, yeah. I'm a, you're always three to three to seven clicks away from the original story or post. Yeah. And I'm I hate when a lot of media articles are only made up from online controversy because you're not dealing in facts. You're yeah, dealing journalism in journalism is not what it used to be. It, it's not at all. But in this scenario Easy. as well, yeah. like I I was always wondering and I was sitting around with other um performers and I was like, well I was I made the decision to not go and see the show. That was my personal boycott. But when the letter, when the article came out with all the 70 signatures, it was that whole thing as well where we were all messaging each other going I wonder how many of them have actually seen the show because we've all been performers where we try to put ourselves out there, put something out there. And when you get attacked in that way, and it's it's disappointing to hear that no one had actually contacted her. It was a really no. missed opportunity for a good conversation yeah. for someone to have with her yeah. about, hey, this is why people aren't on board. Well, this, this, she didn't know. To create was, some understanding. I mean, I, the Fringe obviously contacted her, but then I had to call her as you know, because was in my venue, but also as a performer and go, okay, is this what your show is? Yes. Okay, well, this is why it can't mm. happen. It can't happen. Which and I then, totally agree. And, then, yeah. uh, and she was going like, oh, but I do a French character. I was like, yeah, but that's – and this is why. And, look, I wish the answer she gave me was, oh, no, there's was a different. Japanese person yeah. in the show and I'm learning from the culture, and, and which I think she originally was, but she couldn't afford yeah. extra actors. So yeah. she then – I can see it's how the she, see how happened. that pathway happened, mm. and yeah. then but I was also you've, I was like you've missed the mark, and but the, the other thing was I was I mean I, and I agree that the show shouldn't go ahead for that obvious reason mm. of causing it, but I was like it was just this online attack of one person who's missed a mark. The show hasn't happened. And they've just yelled like, at and them. And no one's no everyone's a hero online on these yeah. comments. Yeah. Did it, but no one fucking called her and chatted no one, to her. Yeah. No one and that's and that's where it. I have the problem. Like at least when my stuff happened, like I got emails and comedy yeah. festival reached out to me to have the conversation and went, mm. "No, you're cool." Like yes. and to, and oh, to, yeah. to and when we talked about it, because I was like, in no way was I ever trying to mock or make fun of women. Uh, would I do that show now with that imagery or that title today? Absolutely not. Like you know, you learn. And Man, we all make mistakes. I'd never before. do that. But also, time we have evolved. Oh, totally. Time has come. Mm. Totally. I can I can see where there was where that concern happened but it's when when you create these spaces online where all, where all you do is attack it doesn't mean that you're right but you can't in the taste, way you approach it and by the way don't ever think like for a second that I was trying to defend the show itself no. I was more going like the as a as a performer you didn't let the performance happen but obviously the I didn't even like I didn't until I started looking at the images closer yeah and the publicity that was outside of the one image that I had. Yeah. Because mm. to me it was just a lady in makeup. I didn't see that she, you know what I mean? I d didn't. Well, that, and that also wasn't, <laughs> you know I mean? as a room runner, the fact that she had been passed through Fringe where well, you the, have to ask about yeah. 20 questions. Yeah, yeah that's Fringe what I'm saying. Yeah, all yeah, these yeah. questions. They well, didn't flag it. And also, also it. The, yeah. the, the, their mean, fault. Not, not that I'm annoyed oh, at look, Fringe. It, there's there's things to, to learn in the system. I'm annoyed at them. But yeah. I'm a little bit annoyed, but I don't know how they're going to react. But the... I've spent two and a half thousand dollars on printing. Yeah. 
which came out of my pocket, yeah. which I'm doing for the acts because they obviously pay for the room, but it's a thing I provide because I don't want to make money. I then have to repay another two and a half thousand dollars. Yeah, to redo it. And then I lose a thousand dollars from the room hire. So yeah. now by running this fringe at this venue, yeah. it's cost me three and a half thousand dollars. I'm now in debt because of something that got slipped through the gates at the top. I'm like, and I, and I, I mentioned this to them, and I'm going like, is there any potential yeah. reparations or yeah. is yeah. there anything you can help me out with? Is there anything? And it's like, Oh, we're dealing with his PR. St- I was like, no one's. No you're one's. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, that's great, but you've let one through the keeper, and yeah. now it's cost me three grand. Yeah. Who's, yeah. who's fucking paying that? Yeah. You know, oh, it's coming out of my fucking pocket. Yeah. No, fuck and, then, and then I was like, this was like next year. I'm like, why do I want to be part of? I do want to be a part of. But I mean, you're not helping me because I'm trying to create a space for artists and trying to keep it, the cost down as possible and try and do ads on Triple R and fucking posters, yeah, distribution and shit like that because I don't want to make money. Yeah. And now it's costing me money. Yeah. So yeah. we're, you know. But the problem with that, that, that whole mean, scenario, the, yeah. the problem for me was is that I even had someone from Fringe reach out to me and, and clarify content in my show because sexual themes, swearing, blah, blah, blah. And they wanted to make sure that my grade of, you know, like when you get grades like our PG, G, yeah. MA, whatever, they want to make sure that the people seeing my show, I was like, it's over 18, da, da, da. they were so specific. It's fringe. Yeah. You cannot be triggered in fringe. The fact that a show like that just got missed by them well, is where the money is the should be coming from. This part that annoyed me was when, and having a conversation with them, they, the guy or the person said, yeah, we th- I thought that one might be a problem. Yeah, and I went, see, that well, is... then you've let it go yeah. too far yeah. then. You yeah. have so that why thing, you pick why... up a phone, yeah. you have why a meeting, you have a conversation. And then the, uh, the online bullying stopped, then, you know what I mean, there was no need for a letter, then there was no need for me to lose three grand. If you yeah. had that thought, why didn't yeah. you exactly. that fucking call? Exactly. Because you would have probably said no. Because, I mean, I get handed acts yes. and I go, I just saw a lady in makeup, I didn't even yeah. fucking read the of course title. Not. I don't you... read, I'm fucking yeah. dyslexia. I haven't read anyone's fucking but bio. It's just not... I did after that. I was like, I'll double check it's everyone's It's not yours bio. though because someone else has missed that spot yeah. now. Yeah. There's an 830 yeah, spot that's really annoying. that would have paid $1,000 yeah. that is gone. Someone didn't do a show and that's, because Fringe yeah. didn't read. They yeah. said. They didn't yeah. read it and that's what annoys me. And what also annoys me is I am so on board with if something is fucked, it gets cancelled. Yes. I am so on board with I, that, yeah. 100%. However, how fucking easy is it for someone to, in their underwear, and this is a like Trevor Noah said this on Comedians with Cars, but it's how easy is it for someone in their underwear in their living room just to go, fuck this, cancel, 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 and be this keyboard warrior. Yeah. Believe me, cancel the fucking shit if it's fucked. But and, and it, you, and it should have been, yes. and there were quite a few but performers that were putting up these posts, and that's where I, I'm, I'm just like, as a performer myself, I know where a mistake can be made, and I'm like, it's where you need to ask the questions, and that's where I was, I was very disappointed. There's a line of like real fucking bullying. Yes, if someone's done yeah. something well, fucked, was, they should be, but the bullying a, from those people can be a, fucked. Go online before yeah. you go to the person. Should never be the approach. Right. Yeah. There was, I was just saying there was one person online who was performing in the fringe who, who went this person particularly hard and and was the face kind of of it. Mm. But I mean, obviously, I didn't want to engage mm. with that. But when upon speaking to the act that was in question, I was like, "Has this person even reached out to you?" And she's like, "No." And I was like, "You, but it's okay to be. I want to be the hero. I yeah. stopped this." But, but did it, they even reach out to you as the venue manager? Uh, they because they only knew the the venue, so they. Okay. Uh, so, but no one. So they did. When they a few people went online and said. We're boycotting this venue. How dare this? And we're and we're going. Hang, what? what are you? T- what, sorry, hang on. Just what? what are you talking about? Mm. And then we're like, as a ve- I literally within hours had a chat, had a meeting with the venue. We as a venue and as the person who runs the thing, yeah. we went. Look, this is the situation. Yeah. This is my thoughts on it. And he's like, yeah, of course. We didn't realize, but we're like, and then we were like, we need to get Fringe in to come and have a chat as well because how did this get through? This is yeah. now costing us money. Yeah, blah blah blah. All these. Things where people are going, and I was like, Matt, have you? He goes, the only thing I've got is a few death threats, mm. <laughs> but no one's actually rang up but, and said, "Hey, guys, and where do you stand?" And go, we don't. 
I was like, oh, no one rang me. My number's on the fucking thing. I had to ring Fringe. Yeah. Fringe didn't ring me. I rang them. That's what kills me about people putting up mm. posts, tagging and saying we're yeah. boycotting this. And I'm like, no, hang on a minute. You putting up that post is about you having people see you put up that post. Being, yes. When you actually want to get answers to the questions, it's not about the whole public seeing your responses and then communicating They, they want to see. Reach out. The send hero. them an email. Pick up the phone. But it's amazing how much. I, I've messaged them on Twitter or I've put something on Facebook I and they didn't respond. Thing. So therefore, I've done enough. And also, if you're going to boycott, let's fucking boycott, you know, like chemist warehouse because they fucked up because they pay really, they've fucked up. The people that work there, they've oh screwed. God. They're yeah. one of the first companies in Australia to get rid of all their penalty rates. They're yeah. really, yeah. I will not shop there. Like, let's boycott the yeah. fucking, the big know, corporations. Was, was bit, the and thing da, da, da. that's annoying is that there was a, the jump on board. Yeah. For, and for, turns, out, turns out for a valid reason, fair. But the thing was, no one, no one, no that. one also, also, no one bothered to a communicate. But also, mm. no one, does, everyone saw the face of someone and attacked him. But no one saw the person behind it, yeah. who was a devastated person who was in tears, going, "This is not what I." Yeah. And I was trying yeah. to, and I try to call her every day after that to make sure she was alright, yeah. but she just wasn't answering. But I was also like, Man, "There's also someone behind this yeah. as well." Yeah. And though, after explaining to concede the point of making a mistake, but yeah, there was no. I was just like, man, communicate. communicate. You don't have to bully someone into getting your Correct. way to get yes. the response. Correct, and it's a missed, it's a missed opportunity Absolutely. for a conversation because this is someone who didn't know, like, oh, is this face not right? Is this accent inappropriate? Or, she didn't know, so let's but just also tell this her. This online attack ha- it's happened. Too but much. If you wanted the show to be removed, I mean, you could call the fringe and go, hey, look, guys, have you double-checked this show? Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, it's fucked. There's Hang so on, many I'm steps. just going to call the venue manager and go, and then I go to me, oh, hey, this is, and I go, oh, fuck, I'll nah. call the venue. And then yeah. we would have came to that conclusion together. Nah. Yeah. They didn't need, but they would decided a to be on. a pile-on. Yeah. A bunch of heroes doing a pile-on. Well, yeah. hero online doing Whatever. things where it should have been yeah. And the thing when that stuff happens and then the pylon happens and because of journalism now, the pylon becomes the news and the news is just yeah. whatever they see in social media. Yeah, and then so that it becomes, becomes a quoted, statement. Yeah. I'm a, a performer where you can Google my name and there is some stuff and negative stuff that you will see mm. and it's not the facts, yeah. but it's what it is. And it drives me crazy because even now I have to, you know, I, I have to, I, you're not going to do this, are you? No, and that's not something that ever occurred. But, and I have to constantly re-explain. And it's it's just, there's a way to do these things that aren't about being seen doing them. Yeah, yeah that's what it is because it's the yeah. uh, virtual Culturally, pat on the back. Yeah, do you crazy. want to actually change the thing or do you want to be seen to be changing the thing? Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I'm a, just, I want the change. I don't need to be seen. I don't seen need the same It's change. like when someone. I, I, I did the background, the show's not going on, talking to the fringe, yeah. making those steps. But I don't need to go online and go, boo. Yeah. The people that are online going, blur, did any of them go, like, work positively towards a better outcome? And also no. the thing is, like, it's that thing is, like, oh, yeah, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. But fuck yous to people don't help. And that's why the left and the right are so far, and pretty much the extreme left and extreme right are the same thing, because everyone's mm. gone, fuck you, fuck you, and no one's communicating. Mm. They also, the, yeah, exactly right, communication, because they screw up the line of communication. Because if you're a performer and you're getting a message from someone where someone's just being negative, you're not seeing the point they're trying to make because they're not being clear about the tr- point they're trying to express. Yes. Mm. And then when you end it with, and you're this, and there's this, and there's that, statements that you know aren't true about yourself, mm. then you look at it and go, it's very easy to disregard that person's comment mm. because of the way in which they attack you for doing it. Yeah, and that's why the the chat like the you know far left far right. Oh, if you're that way, you're a Nazi. You know, where you're like, well, that's you're just fucking adding fuel. Whereas no one's having a clean line of communication to yeah. sit down with the person. And go, this is why that show is a little bit wrong, and maybe that show could have flown in two thousands, but mm. it's not. It's yeah. not okay. Yeah, it's not fine. And that's the the discussion I had with her. And then at the end of that discussion, her going, okay, yeah. and that's what she needed. She didn't need the bullying. She just, you know, she she just needed someone to talk to her and go. Tell her. Oh. Yeah. And have communication and have those lines. No one in her life had pointed it out before that it was kind of inappropriate and a bit shit. And yeah. yeah. No one had and pointed the, that and out. And then yeah. by the end of it, she was like, oh, yeah, I could. Yeah. I didn't mean to. I love But meanwhile, she's cult- yeah. been completely ripped apart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We need yeah. to rip her apart. 
No. Well, no. no. Well, and she's pulled down everything online, yeah. her like thing, and she's kind of gone. And as know. a as a performer, you know how hard it, how hard it can be. How much then you inter- and that you internalize all of that and rebuilding that is going to be difficult. Because yeah. you, you take all of it on board now and it's really stressful. I just like wonder what's going to be my thing. Like I've done hundreds of hours of podcasting and radio and I'm wondering that someone could hear one Look, bit and you I'm know what? Done. There's plenty of things that people can create narratives also, about me. And- but Ten you know years the best ago. Thing, the best thing I learned, mm. the best thing I learned about mm. that whole saga mm. is it's actually just such a fucking storm and a teacup. Yeah, yeah just In the sense it, that things happened and they were corrected. But none of the online, sh- like, man, people were going the page and things like that. We just didn't respond. Yeah. <laughs> and it was over in two days. Yeah. yeah. Don't give them fuel to the fire. Don't retaliate. Don't respond. Release a PR statement. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, on that note, it <laughs> <laughs> was a wrap up. Uh, right. Hey, Dane, thank you so much for coming. Oh, my pleasure. Oh, Frock Hudson. Ooh, yes. la la. <laughs> Um, Fuck, we got so serious towards the end. I know. We? Got, well, I think we got serious the whole way through. I know, but that's good. No, it's no, fun. people love it. It's fine. Um, where can people find you? Uh, just jump online, dnarcurie.com, Facebook, dnarcurie, Dean Nation, Frock Hudson on Facebook. Just Google. Just Google. And I'll update my website soon so that you'll actually be able to see shit. And uh, <laughs> speaking of, even though we did slag off the fringe, hopefully we're still, are we, when this comes out? Uh, after so the this fringe? will come out, this should come out on the 10th. So just before it starts. So I open on Thursday, oh, really? everybody. Thursday, go get your tickets. Put worst in at the checkout for $10 tickets. I'd love to see you. And I'm bringing back the show, Bogan Genius. And on Sunday, this Sunday, Nick Capper and I are doing our uh, comedy special filmings at the Comics Lounge. Tickets are $15. Jump online, uh, trybooking.com. I'd rather you come to that than my friend's show. Because <laughs> I take a big percentage. <laughs> All right. And, uh, yeah, so thanks for thanks for everything, everybody, and listen to Patreon. We love you. And uh, be safe out there. Bye. Don't shop at Chemist Warehouse. Bye. <laughs>